welcome back to Let's Talk About Ghosts. Today, we want to talk about um, a video that we found on YouTube, and it's called The Untold Story of the Old Arnold Estate, or in other words, The Conjuring House. And the video that we watched was by um, the Mystery Archives, which looked like they do an awful lot of this kind of stuff. It's, um, it, was, it was interesting. Um, he did a good job. He did a good, yeah, it was very well done. Yes. Um, but the, the premise of this is that the Perrin family, I guess, where they were living before they moved into this house was just wrought with problems. So, you know, their dog, whom they just mysteriously named Bathsheba, when she was 10 years old, got run over by a car. And had to be put down, which is pretty sad. Um, not very long after that, their cats were beaten. They had four cats. They were beaten and killed by a 12-year-old neighbor kid who also ransacked their home and destroyed a lot of their property. Andrew got into a fight, beats the crap out of that kid, and has to be pulled off of him, a la Christmas story. Um, neighbor across the street has a heart attack in a truck, crashes into a rock garden in their driveway. And because so much stuff was going on, they wanted to move. I'd want to move, too. <laughs> uh, that's just a, a snippet of the the bad luck this family had you gotta wonder if all that stuff's happening to them are they creating some of the problems themselves i kind of think the kids are little shits causing trouble yes i i agree with that 100 percent. absolutely because you know i mean you don't have your house targeted yeah. for no reason no not not like that I mean, yeah, people have um, home break-ins and stuff like that, but not to kill your cats viciously, what they probably think with a baseball bat, and then to go into your house while you're away, totally trash it, knock over your refrigerator and everything. Like, no, no. people don't do that unless there's, I mean, that's a crime of passion, Yeah, truly. So I think somebody in that group of seven, the two parents, five kids, um, was pissing people off. Yes. That's just my opinion. Anyway, so one day Mrs. Parent, Carolyn, found uh, an ad for the old Arnold estate in the paper. And it sounded so perfect because it had so much space. It was out in the country. Awesome. So she wants to buy it. And behind her husband's back, she puts down a down payment, basically. And when he comes back from a work uh, trip, a business trip, she tells him, well, I found this place and I put a down payment on it. Let's go look at it. And yeah, that would probably infuriate you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Either anyway, they decide to buy this place. What did you think of the lead up to that part? Well, my, my question's always been about this house. Why this family had so much trouble what happened beforehand and you know what happened afterhand because people want to make money. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. So, so once they get into this house, um, everything's fine for the first little bit, but then things start happening. Just like you see in the movie, the conjuring house beds start, you know, moving up and down, banging around. Yeah. But this is months after though. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. So they're talking about this happens. Belongings get moved around. They start seeing the woman with the crooked neck. 
another woman with what did he say looks like spider webs for yeah, hair. For hair. Like I never heard that one before. No. But anyway, and so on, so on, so on. There was so much stuff. Yeah. But most of it was done um just like you heard in the movie. Yeah. Then I guess eventually, of course, they move out of this house and go on to live normal, happy lives. People that move in afterwards don't have any problems. Um, but eventually, I guess, sell the house. They don't really say why, but I'm wondering if it was just because of all the hype and people driving by after the the movie came out. The movie. Just invading their property. Because yeah. um, people are ignorant and rude. Well, that one person we've seen who had the house. Mm-hmm. That's why they moved. They they sold it, yeah, because and they didn't have any problems. No problems at all. She was going to do a, a a paranormal, uh, like have a camera for people to watch, but she said she never had any trouble. And the only reason they sold the house was because all the no, the, the fans of the movie yes. kept coming around yeah. and trespassing on their property yeah. to get a look at the house. Yeah. So that would kind of piss me off. Oh too. yeah. No. Um, and then the people past that that bought it, bought it knowing its history of the movie, and the people that own it now. I mean, they bought it simply because you know they say they wanted to live in this house in the country. No, if that was the case, they wouldn't be renting it out for paranormal investigations, probably at a good dollar. Yeah. So, I think that's a, a big part of it. What I was a little bit annoyed with at first was as he started to talk about the history of Bathsheba. Um, he was telling about all the stuff that the parents uncovered about her, which was a whole bunch of crap. Anyway, he, he almost, it sounded to me like he was buying into the story and then says, oh, but she died at a ripe old age. So, yeah, well, she didn't kill herself on the she was, she tree. No, she didn't. And, and you know, because um, I've done some, some history on this and one of her children lived to a ripe old age as well. So she didn't lose all her children. She didn't kill her kids. There's no evidence. There's no police reports. There's nothing about some kid getting a needle in the head. It was all concocted for whatever reason. Do you know this woman's headstone had to be moved from the cemetery because it was getting desecrated over and over and over because of this movie, because of what the parents were saying about her. You know, I think it's okay to want to believe what you want to believe, but don't keep repeating lies over and over and over. And that's what I think this couple of daughters have done. I don't want to say that. Well, okay, Andrea, over and over and over repeats the same shit. And it's not true, but she believes it so much now because it's probably what she grew up being told. So she believes it. But do some freaking proper research before you start accusing people of shit. It just makes me so angry. Yeah. You know? Um, But yeah, that oh, they've got nothing to gain by by talking about the past like this. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Books, movies, Movies, money. money. You know? (laughs) I think they had a lot to gain by continuing to pump out the same stories over and over and over. Yeah. And and the thing, too, that I, I didn't like... And it makes you wonder, because I have a huge amount of respect for the Warrens, Ed and Lorraine Warren. But because what we've uncovered about Bathsheba not being true, how can Lorraine truthfully say it's an evil entity named Bathsheba? Yeah. Okay. 
unless it's something different, not that particular woman yeah. named Bathsheba. Just happened to have the same name. Yeah, but you know, what's the chances of a, a dog having that name, a, a nanny having that name? You know, well, that's not a common name. No, <laughs> no. Wasn't that a demon name or something a long time no. ago? I don't remember. Anyway, um, yeah, it is very, very disappointing. Um, but the story is very well done. Um, and like the videography and everything, very well done, very well put together. I, I certainly will watch something else that, that he puts out. Although I wasn't overly fond of the cadence of his voice, I thought he was trying too hard to stay really even modulated. And I find that really annoying. Give us some emotion, you know? Yeah. Give me some emotion. Let me feel what you're feeling. But no, we're just going to try really hard to tell you the facts and not say anything because that would be really bad. (laughs) But at least, you know, he he did do some research. He's done his homework. I, I just don't feel like he did enough. Yeah. Um, or maybe he did, but just didn't share it all in the video, yeah. which is very possible too. Sometimes there's just so much, you just don't have enough time or the ability to put it all in. Right. Yeah. So that's my feeling on that video, which, which I would say if somebody is interested in information about the conjuring house, it's certainly worth watching. It does delve into the history yeah. a little bit more than just believing what, the parent family says, yeah. Um, although he tends to believe them um, a lot, and I, I think there's, I think there's a lot dishonest. Well, I don't know if she's meaning to be dishonest. I, yeah, I, I, I think, like I said, they they believe what they remember from when they were kids, which could have been truly embellished for them. Yeah, and so that's what they believe. This is what they were told. That's what they believe. That's it. That's all. I, I yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know about that one, but but the history is is much much more interesting. The fellow on his um, YouTube page he also has lists to all his research. He says, um, but it doesn't take a lot to actually research the actual Conjuring history. House. I found it in like thirty minutes of looking on Google. I'm an ex- expert Googler, so I could find anything, and I found many things that talked about the real Bathsheba and what really happened to her and that her kids are, you know, lived to ripe old ages. And, you know, it's just here she was, you know, an older woman. Maybe she was a bit odd. Who knows? And people started calling her a witch. I feel bad for her, you know, in her afterlife, people desecrating her tombstone. She can't even have a grave marker because there are idiots out there that keep going and smashing it and doing whatever they do peeing on it I heard once and you know that's pretty sad so so yeah that was the uh, untold story of the conjuring house and we'll put a link to that for you so to see Um, yes yeah we do have one other one we want to share with you I just got to go find it hang on just one second This episode is sponsored by Ghostbusting 101, A Beginner's Guide to Ghost Hunting by J.E. Smith. A Beginner's Guide to the Paranormal Through the Eyes of a Professional Paranormal Investigator. If you've ever wanted to head out on your very own ghost hunt, but didn't quite know how to start, this guide will get you on your way. Learn the basic information for a successful ghost investigation 
plus receive a handy reference of vocabulary and investigative forms to keep you organized. This book is available in both ebook and paperback. Ebook in all uh, ebook stores and paperback on Amazon. Again, that is Ghostbusting 101, A Beginner's Guide to Ghost Hunting by J.E. Smith. <laughs> wow! You know what's really fun is when you're talking away and you realize you forgot to hit the record button. So, <laughs> so we're going to start all over again. The other one that the other one that we found that was absolute. This one was amazing. Um, it is on Discovery Plus, and it's also been on the Travel Channel, and it's been on uh, in Canada Travel and Escape, and a few of those, you know. Channels that really like paranormal stuff. Anyway, it's considered one of the travel channels shock docs. Um, and it's called Scream the True Story. This is supposed to be the true story behind the movie Scream and that whole franchise about how it got, how they got the idea. I have a hard time wrapping my brain about how the movie franchise came from this. Yeah. But... I mean, I, I totally get some other ones, you know. Um, like the Chainsaw Massacre came from Ed Gein, didn't it? I think, yeah, yeah. No, isn't that the guy that wore the no, body parts? No. Well, he had. Yeah, he wore the skins well, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that came from that whole stuff. But this one, I don't see the connection. But obviously, there is somewhere they got yeah. some idea. But the story about um, this one is it, it comes from a guy who was uh, executed in the nineties. Um, called the Gainesville Ripper. Yeah. And his name was Danny Rawling. R-O-L-L-I-N-G. Danny Rawling. Who was, by all intents and purposes, a nice-looking fellow. Looks like he could probably fit in anywhere because um, he was clean-cut and everything. But he had a horrific life. His father, who was a police officer or sheriff or whatever it was, really... Abused, uh, abused him and his mother, and it it was pretty bad, really bad. Yeah. So the beginning of this movie or this shock doc, they talk about his background and um, where he would hide out in the woods, watching basically this, this university off-campus housing area where his victims would be from. Yeah. Um, creepy as hell. Yeah. Can you imagine being out in the woods? I mean, not far away where you could see the lights of the condos from where you're hiding in the woods. You know? Ugh. And he says, uh, this is where some demon named Gemini took over him. His body, yeah. And made him do these things. Yeah. Creepy, creepy, creepy. The beginning of this, this documentary, like, it is kind of sluggish, but it gets so good when they get to his childhood home, so Danny Rawlings' childhood home, um, the, the lady living in there now, she lives there with her husband, and she is having all kinds of things go on. Um, scary stuff. Things getting yeah. thrown across the room. Yeah. and just... Husband's nipples being... <laughs> yeah. <off. laughs> her husband would accuse her of twisting his nipples at night. Yeah. <laughs> um, just lots of stuff, scary stuff, you know, sounds and, and, yeah. you know, she said sometimes, you know, she'd be doing the dishes and glasses would get knocked out of her hand into the sink and sometimes they'd break, sometimes they wouldn't. Mm -hmm. 
she had nowhere else to go. They, she said that she couldn't leave. They couldn't leave. All their money was tied up in this house. They, they had no more money. They couldn't afford to go anywhere. So they were stuck living in this haunted home. Yeah. And that's where it got good, I thought. Yeah. He very nicely they they pay for this woman to go to a hotel for the night which is probably the, the probably the best night of sleep they'd had in a yeah. long time so then they go in and this house is crazy with activity yes the thing that got me the most was the curtains in the den the room that they turned into the office you kind know, of space yeah that was bad having the curtains but Having the bullet hole in the kitchen. Oh yeah. Well, let's the, the curtains first. The curtains <laughs> were the well because we'd mentioned yeah. this first. The curtains were the original curtains from when the Rawlings family lived there. And there's blood on. Them. And there's blood on there. So when they bought the house and moved in, they didn't take the curtains down. They left these curtains. Yeah. You know, if I were to buy a house, I don't know if I would keep the original. Curtains. I can see blinds. They just don't seem to have the same sort of organic matter to them that curtains do. Yeah, they kept the curtains with, and there was blood spatter on them. Yeah. So that's interesting. But yeah, what Bruce was just saying was uh, one of the uh, things that happened between Danny and his father um, was <laughs> Danny tried to kill his father. He shot him in an altercation in the kitchen. In the head and in the chest. Now, the father survived this. I'm really yeah, surprised. Um, obviously, it couldn't have been a very large caliber. I don't even know if they even talked about what caliber. Yeah. Might have been a 22 or something. I don't know. But still, he survived. This bullet hole is... There's a bullet hole in the cabinet wall yeah. in the kitchen. Yeah. It was never... The kitchen cabinet was never replaced or repaired. Yeah. Weird. Why yeah. would you not fix that? Yeah. I guess it was up pretty high. It was close well, to the roof, the ceiling. Yeah. Close to the ceiling, so. But you'd still think you would, you know, what's that hole, Grandma? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't know. Pretty yeah. creepy. They say that they didn't know whose house it was when they bought it. I would, here in Canada, the real estate people are surprised are obligated to divulge that information to you. But I guess down in the States. Well, yeah. You know, capitalism at its best, they don't tell you nothing. Yeah. Your house is invested with ghosts. Oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> but anyway, she didn't start getting any of this activity until after he was executed. Yes. So he was executed in 2006. And October 25th, 2006, and about a month later is when she started getting all this activity. Yeah. So it was really interesting how they they found all this stuff going on, and the name Gemini kept popping up on the Geoport, some of the other equipment that they have. Um, but the Geoport, yeah, that was kind of creepy. And then having times when all the equipment was going off at once yeah. in every room of the house. I was really pleased when they called in the demonologist, yeah. Michael Slanero. Slanero? Michael, anyway, Slanero. And he went in and basically did a minor rite of exorcism and got rid of whatever was in there. 
cleared them out. Cleared it out, because I don't think it was just Danny. I think there was a couple of things yeah. there. Gemini. Ooh, yeah. that's creepy. Well, Gemini was there because he... He was still controlling he, Danny in the afterlife. Isn't that awful? I mean, you think after you're dead, at least you could find some peace. No. Yeah. No. That demon still got you. Which is frightening. If you think about it, that's kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> All of this happened, this Danny Rawlings, I mean, he killed these these co-eds, these girls, over a span of four days. There's eight victims in four days. Yeah. And all of this happened because of those four days, basically. And what really got Cindy hmm. was every time she called him and, and I quit. Oh, <gasps> yeah. He would get pissed off and... Yeah. Yeah, most men do get upset when women say you're inadequate. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Because I guess, um, what was that? It was something about the only one of his victims was raped, and she figured that he couldn't finish properly. Yeah. And that's when she says, oh, he thinks he's inadequate. And that's when everything went crazy. So every time she brought up the subject of him being inadequate, you know, he went a little nuts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is a very good documentary. Yeah. Very well one, done. One of the better ones. Yeah, yeah. We just watched another one the other day, too, and we'll talk about that one next time. Um, but So these are the two that we found recently. And we will talk again about uh, Katrina Weidman because we did watch the next episodes from those ones, which we're, we'll talk about that later. It was pretty good. Um, but, yeah, so you definitely want to catch um, Scream, the, the real story, if you get a chance. Um, because it is very good. And the untold story of The Conjuring House is very well done as well. Yes. And on that happy note, I think we're going to go make some chocolate chip cookies now. What do you think? Yes. All right. We're going to take off now. Happy haunting. Bye now.